fresh in his Holy Spirit. Um, without him, really, we are nothing. Hallelujah. We're just we're just what you call just regular people. And regular people, that is somebody that you are not. God has. Once you um, brought yourself over to God and got born again and confessed Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, you became this brand new creation. Glory to God. I mean, a new creation, a new creation that has never existed before. That's what God has done for us. Even though we go look in the mirror and we see that same image that we have seen forever, but on the inside, God has taken out that uh, that that sin nature and put his nature in. Hallelujah. And because he did that, he called us born again. He called us new creations in Christ Jesus. He called Jesus the firstborn from the dead. Now, Jesus is the firstborn, and we have a number in there somewhere. I don't even care what it is. I just know that I am born again. As far as God concerned, when he raised Jesus from that uh, from the dead, he raised us up all. Oh, hallelujah. He quickened our mortal. He made us whole. Glory to God. That's why uh, Brother Radcliffe can say, when you're going through something, you can go to God's word and turn it over to God. And guess what? Something will happen because God himself has put his word in your mouth. And his word says it would not return unto him void. So, Father God, let's pray. Father God, we give you the praise, the honor, and the glory, Father God. We thank you for being so kind, so good to us, Father God. We thank you for keeping us on your mind, Father God. Father God, we thank you that there's just not a time when we are not on your mind, Father God. We bless you this morning, and we say thank you, Father God. I want to thank you, Father God, for all the people who got up this morning, invited us to come into their homes, Father God, through a Zoom call to hear your word, Father God. Even I myself just get a thrill out of what you have to say. So we just say thank you, Father God. Thank you for the precious Holy Spirit, Father God. Thank you for him, the comforter, Father God. The comforter who comforts us, Father God, every day, Father God, we thank you for his presence. Father God, the spirit of truth, Father God, we thank you for him, which is the comforter, Father God. We thank you for the spirit of power, which is the Holy Spirit, Father God. And Father God, I want to thank you that he's in me. And Father God, he bring things to my remembrance. He showed me things to come, Father God. So today, I want to thank you for his power, Father God, in me, Father God. And because he's in me, I have all the help I need to get this teaching across today from your word, Father God. Thank you for being with us, and thank you for being in us. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Glory to God. Um, last week, we talked about the precious promises of God and that they are all yes and that they are all amen. Yes and amen. Um, the many years that I've been quoting that scripture, I mean, I, I got a revelation of yes and amen. You might already had it, but I'm going to be honest with you. When you get in here and you spell it, I call it talking around with the word of God, man, and, and you keep it on your mind through the week, and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit 
drop a little nugget into your spirit that just explodes. And for me, uh, that thing is it's still exploding because when you really meditate on the fact that every promise of God is yes and amen. I mean, every one of them uh, and every promise is based on what you need in this life. Hallelujah. Your part is you have to find that promise. And, and, and one thing I want to eradicate out of your thinking, and uh, I heard it again this week. Uh, you know, you be talking to people and and you ask them a question. Uh, uh, you say you might say, well, um, uh, Erica, are you going to be there? Are you coming, John? And they say, well, if the law is willing. <laughs> Hallelujah. We hear that a lot. If the law is willing, you know, if the law is willing. And when you is promised, you know that he is willing when you know. This is that part where you have to know that you know that you know that you know, and then there will be no doubt. And that has been our problem. Uh, some of us, uh, some of us uh, uh, got deeply rooted uh, into our uh, religion uh, and, we, and we even became indoctrinated with our religion. You know, whether you be a Baptist or Methodist or Catholic, what happened is uh, you would develop uh, that religious way of thinking Somebody come and tell you something else. I mean, you if, if it doesn't fit your religion, you out of it. So that means that you quit thinking. And what we want to do is, is get you into the word of God so that you can be vast in your thinking. You won't be limited by the rudiments of men and their ideas, but you would know what exactly what thus said the Lord. Okay. That's what we're shooting at. This is why we take the uh, this is why we get the basic uh of everything so that. You will know for yourself. And it ain't nothing like knowing for yourself. Then you won't have to go around and say, you know, uh, uh, if it's the law, if if it's willing, you know, if he's willing, I'll be there. You know, like God has got something to do with you not being there uh, or whatever. Uh, 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 like God won't, God has provided already healing for everybody. In fact, while I'm talking, take your Bible and turn over to uh, let's let's start with um, Matthew chapter eight. Very familiar scripture. I use it a lot, and and I won't allow myself to get uh, 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 to forget it. Matthew eight sixteen and Matthew uh, seventeen eight sixteen and seventeen, and and these are promises. We still talk about the promises being yes and amen. Okay, when you are, if you would allow yourself, you would develop yourself to be like Jesus. In fact, we're going to see that in scripture today. That's, that's the biggest thing that hit my mind this week is that why did God give us all of these precious promises? But let's look at this before we go, uh, before we get into that. Matthew 8, uh, 16, and other than one of these scriptures where I meditated that thing for years and I still just, I still get up in the morning sometime and just say it to myself. Hallelujah. Matthew 8. Okay. Uh, Matthew 8, we'll look at verse 16 first. It says, when the even, which was evening, uh, was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils, and he cast out the spirits with his word and healed all that were sick. You know, when you when you really look at this scripture, you tie it in, you say, well, wait a minute now, let me, let me look at this again. When the even when the evening was come, they brought unto him many 
that were possessed with devils. I was reading some information on it, on this, and when you really break down the um, uh, the meaning of the word possessed, it really means uh, demonized. You know, not that your whole body is possessed with a devil, with a yeah, with a devil or a demon. It didn't mean that you're demonized. That means that you are being suppressed or oppressed. That's a better word. Oppressed by the uh, by the presence of that evil spirit being upon you. Then it says he cast him out. He cast out the spirits with his word. Now, how did the spirits out? With his word and heal all that were sick. Why did he do it? Look at verse 17, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet saying himself took Aaronox's infirmities. I mean, you have to you have to say it that way now. Himself took Aaron's uh, infirmities and bare our sicknesses. Oh my gracious. I said, you know, so sometimes when a sickness come along, I'll be too happy to say, nope, I'm just not going to carry you. Jesus already took for me. I'm just going to do it. And when it persists, I persist. What I want you guys to see is, just because you say it one or two times, I'm going to be honest with you, it looked like ain't nothing happening. But if you know that you know, if you know that this is a promise of God, that he wants your body healed from the top of your head to the tip of your toes, you continue to say what God said about the situation. Because he said over in Isaiah 55, uh, 55 let's, let's not give that, my word will not return unto me, boy. So it do you good to say what God said about you in any given situation. Hallelujah. This, this is what we're talking about, one of them promises. You got to know that because if you don't know it, then you'll start to sit down and you'll start to try to figure out what's going on with me. You know, I've done that a lot. Uh, something starts to bug me. And uh, yeah, something starts to bug me. And um, you just try to figure out what is going on. I kind of got tickled up myself last night. Uh, I was sleeping with some socks on and my right toe about to hurt. There's a little pain shot up in there again. And I'm thinking, I'm laying there thinking, what is that? And then I would run, run off and say, oh, by Jesus stripes, I'm healed. And then the Holy Spirit said, take off the sock. Just that simple. Took the sock off, took the sock off, and the pain went away. Isn't that something? So this is good to have the Holy Spirit in us. So if you don't get to wondering what big thing I have, because if you start to overthink the situation, Satan will give you something, okay? And then you will say, well, maybe I got this. But right here, I want you to, I want you to really understand that it says that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken to Isaiah the prophet, himself bore my sicknesses and carried my pains. Now, we're not going to go back to that scripture, but that's Isaiah chapter 53, verse 4 and 5. Surely he has borne my sicknesses and carried my pains. This is Jesus repeating what Isaiah has said, okay? This is what's going on here. This is a promise that everybody, everybody, you know, you run around and, and folk don't know whether or not uh, uh, Jesus won't heal. God of mercy. Ooh, and see, you know that. Hallelujah. There ain't nothing that God won't do for you because you, uh, you're his child. I get a kick out of watching uh, watching Dustin, uh, watching Big O, uh, watching Eric, you know, watch these young daddies with their little girls. <laughs> Hallelujah. And them little girls come to him with them nice, soft voices, boy. And it's hard to turn them down. Glory to God. Guess what? That's why God says, 
all the promises are yes and amen because he'll never turn you down when you do it based on his word. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That was good for me right there. Hallelujah. Okay, now go to uh, <clears throat> um, go to Matthew chapter 6. I want you to see this. Glory to Jesus. Matthew chapter 6. Just take a left in your Bible and we're going to go to a scripture. Ooh, that we've been quoting. I mean, I quoted it all through uh, elementary school because, you know, back in those times, we could have devotion. We would do a scripture. We would do a prayer. Hallelujah. You know, I can still remember one of those songs that uh, one lady was singing, Miss Stalwart. She taught us this song called Ferris Lord Jesus, <laughs> ruler of all nations. We didn't know what it was, but, you know, just that thing, Ferris Lord, the Ferris Lord Jesus. She was one of those kinds. She was a Catholic, and she was standing there and get that Catholic sign, and we imitate what she was doing. But anyway, look at verse 6. I mean, look at Matthew chapter 6. You're going to know this because this is what we call the Lord's Prayer. Hallelujah. Look at verse 9. <clears throat> Matthew 6, 9. It says, after this matter, therefore, pray ye. Oh, let me bag up. Holy Spirit showed me something last night. It's in the same place. Just, just let me bag up just a little bit. Okay. I very rarely talk about giving get, but uh, we are going to talk a lot about that uh, off and on down the uh, uh, down the road. But look at verse one in the same chapter. It says, take heed that you do not your alms before men. The word alms means um, giving a gift to somebody, okay? You know how you, you give somebody something, you know? And uh, he says, make sure that you don't be out in the open showing out. That's what he's saying. He says, he that you do not your arms before men and be seen of them. Otherwise, you have no reward of your father, which is in heaven. Now, there's a scripture where God says, he that giveth to the poor lendeth to the Lord and the Lord shall repay. God wants you, God wants to repay you back for what you give, okay? So no matter who you give it to, out in the streets or wherever, God wants to give you that money back, okay? Now, I want you to hear, hear close what I'm saying. God wants to give you that money back, okay? I'm not talking about a huge blessing, something, whoop, 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 all that. God say, he, he that lend it to the poor, give it to the Lord, and the Lord shall repay. But we, I don't, you know, I don't care if, if there's a drug out in the street you get or something, God is going to make sure you get that money back, okay? You need to know that, you know? You don't need to go off saying, I wonder what he's going to do with it. Don't matter. If you give it to him, give it to the poor, guess what? If you give it as an alms to that person, guess what? God will make sure you get that back. All right? Hallelujah. Now, that's different from tithing. That's different from planting seeds. That's even different from a first seed offering. I wanted y'all to see that. If you get in about it, we get up on this season where uh, it's time to give. You're going to hear more and more and more about giving. You're going to get a lot of phone calls, and you make the pick on who you want to give it to. Okay? Now. He says, but when thou doest thou arms, in verse 3, let not thy left hand know what the right hand doeth, that doeth, that thine arms may be in secret, and thy father who is seeing secret himself shall reward you openly. <laughs> Hallelujah. Man, I tell you, if you want God, I, I, I want to say it, if you want God to sneak a blessing in on you, my goodness, do it how he, just do it how he said it. That's, 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 that's the important part. Do it how he said to do it, okay? Just do it how he said. All right. 
Then, and uh, now let's move over. Uh, well, we can read this whole thing. All right, any questions, any comments so far? Okay, now back to Matthew 6, look at verse 9. I want you guys to see this. He says, after this manner, therefore, pray ye, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And then he says, thy kingdom come. And remember, when you got born again, when you say, Jesus, come into my life, be my Lord, be my Savior. And I believe that. I, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. At that point, you became a member of the kingdom of God. Very important that I tell you this, okay? Everything that you have for God, that God has for you, is already a given, okay? You can't work for this because it's a given. Uh, in my early days of a, a, a church, um, Janice and I, we spent a lot of time at church. I remember me, I remember me personally going, being at church five times a week, you know, this rehearsal, that rehearsal, you know, just a deacon board meeting, choir rehearsal, you name it. Uh, you just name it. We, we were there. All right, because we, we were faithful in, the, in these things because really we thought it was required of God to be saved. Okay. But then I got introduced to the word of God, where the word of God says you speak things into existence. Which you can't work for this. Work is under the old covenant. Uh, the, the, the servants of God, which is in the old covenant, they had to work for everything. But you, it's a given, hallelujah. God has freely given it unto you. The only thing that you have to do is find out what it is and, and, and do it by faith. And then I want to say this and fight the good fight of faith because you do have an enemy out here who, uh, I mean, who, who it's almost like he dare you to get in this word and find what you need because he's going to try to knock you down every time. Okay. Now, thy kingdom come and look, look at this part. It says, Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Hallelujah. And as we discussed on several occasions, we know how it is in heaven. There's no sickness. And we just saw where Jesus came and did this deal on sickness where he says, he carried, he carried your sickness. He took, he carried them for you so that you won't have to carry them. Okay. So to do you good when you feel a cough symptom coming on your body that you say in a hurry, no, I'm not taking you. I remember when I first started to learn this and I was pretty gung-ho at it. I didn't have a cold, I think, for six, years, six or eight years because every time I would feel a symptom, I would chase it off with the word, no, I'm not going to take you. Jesus carried you, okay? And then uh, the reason I say six to eight years because after that, I think I got self-employed, all right? And then I let all the cares of this world enter into my life. And guess what it did? It started to put a chokehold on the word that was residing in me. Okay? So this is the part where you have to watch it. You start saying what God say, and then all of a sudden, uh, all this stuff that you are doing, this kind of overwhelm you, and you forget to say what God said. And when you forget to say what God said, does won't work. Hallelujah. Any questions, any comments? Any questions, any comments? Hallelujah. Mm -mm 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 -mm. We give God praise. All right. Really, what we're talking about now is these precious, 
promises of God. I mean, in every one of them, guys, are yes and amen. He says, thy kingdom come, in verse 10, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Okay, now, go over to first, go over to second Peter. Okay, go over to second Peter. I'm sick and I get this straight now. First Peter, second Peter, I'm sorry. All right, first Peter, second Peter, very familiar scripture. I've used it a lot, but now I'm getting revelation on them and, and they begin to fit. You know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? With revelation knowledge, it just began to fit in. Okay. Oh, hold up. Before you go there, um, go to Luke chapter 10. I was just talking about how I got, uh, how I was using this word of God and it was blessing me. And then I got self-employed and then I start to wonder and be concerned about my job stuff because I did not know enough about the word of God to handle things. Okay. All right. So look at uh, Luke chapter 10. I want you to see something and I hope you don't get caught up in this, but all of us do, including yours truly. And I have to fight myself out of it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Luke chapter 10. Look over here at verse, I think it's 38. Okay, now we're talking about getting too busy to get into the word of God. And as a result, boy, you get tripped up. I'm, I'm just being honest. We're talking about these precious promises of God. And I don't want you to sit here and think that you're just going to say it one or two times and it's going to work. But it, this is a lifestyle. This is a life-changing moment for you. It was a life-changing moment for me. But, but, but look at this. I want y'all to see this in scripture. Thank God he, can, he showed it to me so I can pass it on to you. Look at verse 30. It says, now it came to pass as they went that he, Jesus, entered into a certain village and a certain woman received him into her house. Now, when the Bible says certain, this ain't no parable. This is real stuff, guys. All right. Martha received him into her house. All right. And she had a sister. Check this out, guys. And she had a sister called Mary, which also, look, look at this, set at Jesus' feet and did what? And heard his word. Glory to God. But look at verse 4. Look at Martha. But Martha was cumbered about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, do not thou care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Bid her therefore that she help me. Look at Martha fussing at her sister telling Jesus, you make Mary get over here and help me wash these dishes. You help you, you get her, get over and help me cook. She all over, she's all over Jesus because she want all of this work done. <laughs> Hallelujah. And look what look at verse 41. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, he trying to be cool. Martha, Martha. <laughs> Martha. Martha. <laughs> oh gosh, I had to laugh at myself with that. Glory to God. But look at verse 41. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things. Hallelujah. And then look at verse 42. But one thing is needful, and Mary has chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her. Hallelujah. 
Mary was taking the time to get in the word and Martha was so incumbent about getting all of this work done. We do this a lot, all of us. I had, when this came to me, man, I had to laugh. I said, boy, I tell you that, that got me. You know, when you go to the scriptures and you see your action, you know, you say, well, I, 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 I get to the word of God the while. I, I, study, I study at the while. And before you know it, man, it's gone. The day is gone. And then when something happened, uh, you don't know that the word of God in you has leaked out. I mean, it slowly leaked out. The more pressure is put on you by Satan in the daytime, uh, you're doing your job, you're doing all this stuff. You have no clue that your word is, is, is slowly slipping down. Hallelujah. Man, I, I had to learn that because I'm trying to figure out, well, I said by Jesus Christ, I'm here. What's up? You know, Lord, I said that. Oh, buddy, you got to keep saying it. You got to keep these things before you. You have to eradicate a lot of stuff that actually enters into you. Okay, let's let's read that again in, 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 in another way. Now, it came to pass in verse 38, as they went, that he entered into a certain village and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. Very important that you see that. She sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. Remember that because that's going to play big on you. Okay. But Martha was cumbered about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, doest thou not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Bid her therefore that she help me, you know, she could have been, Martha could have been preparing a big meal and Jesus could have been saying, well, look, you don't have to go that far with this, Mary. You know, you can keep this at a minimum, you know, but anyway, he was trying to show her is that spend more time in the word. Okay. Now, want you guys to see something. I don't think I can, I don't, I don't have all the scriptures written down, but do y'all remember when Mary, this, 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 this Mary right here, when she took that, uh, uh, expensive, spike nard, they call it that expensive ointment. And she poured that oil on Jesus and she used her hair as a as a as a bath cloth to bathe Jesus' body with that oil. And the disciples, they were fussing, say, why did she do that? Why did she put that expensive oil? Why did she waste that oil on you like that? It could have been so for 300 pence, which really is, a, a, I think it's a month's pay, or maybe it was a year's pay for a common person at that time. And Jesus said, let her alone, because what she's doing, it's going to be heard about, in, a, in other words, forever. She is, uh, uh, what you call it, uh, preparing my body for death, okay? Now, how did she know to do that? She stayed in the word, and as a result, it was revealed to her who she was dealing with. Because when you read about the people here, they don't have revelation knowledge like you guys are having. They didn't have that. So Mary stayed in the word. And as a result, revelation knowledge, she knew what Jesus was going to do above anybody surrounding. So it is important for you to stay in the word of God so that things can be revealed to you. Because Jesus said right here, it shall not be taken away from her, okay? Any questions in the comments? You know, th th this is not a normal line because 
when you get into this and you start to meditate, uh, class, I'm telling you, this thing, uh, it, it, it will start to grow on you. It, it will be you, okay? It, I mean, it, it becomes you. It's, it's no longer words written on the page. It's words written in your heart, okay? Hallelujah. Questions or comments? Okay, now let's proceed on over to Colossians. I think I said, uh, Peter, okay? Second Peter chapter one. And remember, you have to take that time uh, to get in the word. Even, I, I, I even started, and it's easier now, but back in those days before internet, you know, before this, I used to use uh, cassette tapes, even before the days of uh, a disc. Man, I had I had cassette tapes. I still got some in this house way back from the 90s. Uh, that in the, I find, I'm sorry, from the 80s. Yeah, from the 80s. Oh, man, yeah, from the 80s that I still have. And uh, I can't find the teaching that's on those tapes. So I just hope that they, and my wife bought me a, a nice new cassette player. And uh, I, I'm, I don't know whether I got to get my mind made up to put them in there. And, they, and you know, they, not, they don't unravel because as for me, that old teaching was a great foundation for me to uh, be even here uh, this day. So however you can do it, however you can do it, you find a precious promise that God has given unto you. And you, I mean, you you take that thing, man, you look it up and you run, I mean, you just run wild with it until you get down um, in your heart. I studied uh, healing a lot, you know, because I want to see people heal. I went to a lady's house the other day to patch her roof and she, uh, that she was on her uh, walker, you know, with a hump in her back. Now, <laughs> I had to tread very lightly because, you know, uh, this, this neighborhood was pretty, you know, kind of expensive neighborhood. And, uh, and I want to say this now, I, I know me and I know how people view me a lot of times. He is repairman with, uh, with, with shabby clothes on, so to speak. And I see you and I say something to you about the word of God. Okay. Now, some folks who has been, who, who are members of certain churches, they, you know, they, they have a way of looking, kind of looking down on you. And I know this very well. So I talked to her and I treaded very lightly, very lightly, because I can see that look in her eyes that she was a indoctrinated person by her religion. And I, I asked her about that, about her condition. And she told me that she had been praying, you know. And if you say that to me, a lot of times I ask you, what are you praying? Because if it's not based on the word, you are wasting your time. I want you guys to understand that you're not praying based on the word of God. You are wasting your time. <laughs> Hallelujah. Satan know it and God know it. That's why he'll keep you from the promises if he can. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, she, she kind of told me what she was praying, and I'm thinking, I can't go too much further her because she's really not receiving. So I got on my phone. I'm thinking, this is an older lady. I said, I, gotta, I, need, I need to find something. So the Holy Spirit revealed to me John Osteen's mother. She had cancer, okay? And she got a video about her doing those scriptures. And I'm thinking, she might hear this older lady better than me. So when I got back in the house, I told her, I said, ma'am, I text you something from the internet. Of, I said, do you know Joel Osteen? And then she said, no. I knew that. I said, oops. <laughs> oops. 
Because we know all these people and we know how they talk. But if you're not accustomed to the way they talk, it'll throw you off from your religion. That's, that's what I want you to see. So when you're going out witnessing the people, because this word get a hope for you, you will be a better witness for God. Hallelujah. Figure out how to talk to a lot of Okay, just figure out, you know, just, just ask the Holy Spirit what to say. Because you don't want to run them off. You want to slowly uh, kind of drink, uh, pull them in, okay? Now, Second Peter all over again. I want you to see that this is good to me. Uh, let's start at verse 1. Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us, through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Well, what he's saying right here, he's saying that when all you guys said, Jesus, be my Lord and be my Savior. What Peter is saying here is that you now had the same faith that they have. Hallelujah. This is precious. He's letting us know that we all on the same level now. You had the same faith just like we had. That's what he's saying, like precious faith, okay? Grace and peace be multiplied to you in verse two through the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ. Very important. When we started the Bible class, we stayed over in Ephesians chapter one, uh, asking God to give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. And that this knowledge is slowly coming, you know, line upon line, here a little, down a little. This, this is coming to you and please receive it in Jesus name. Then he says, According, and I like this, this is where we're going, according as his divine power has given unto all of us <laughs> all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge. And remember that this is why we have these classes, because you got to get the knowledge. And if you don't get the knowledge, then you will be going around saying, well, if it's the Lord's willing, I don't know what it's God's will for, for mama to die or, or, or what or for daddy to die or for what. You will know because you have the knowledge of every promise. I mean, um, well, keep going. According as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. And here go verse four. Whereby? are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Well, what do all this mean? God gave us all those promises that we started talking about last week. He gave us all those promises. Why? So that we can act like him, glory to God. This is what these promises are all about. So you can act like God, glory to God. This is why in the book of Colossians, where it says, Christ in you, the hope of glory, that anointing that was on Jesus, God want that on you so that you can be Jesus in this earth. Every prayer being answered, everything going your way, hallelujah. Now, uh, remember, all these precious promises are given unto you so that you can act like God, get everything done that you need to have done in your life and in the life of a lot of other people. Okay, when you go back to uh, Matthew chapter 6, verse 9, I want you to see this. Now, remember now, all these promises 
are given unto you, okay? They are yours, glory to God. And I'm gonna show you something that I, that I finally figured out back in Matthew 6, where it says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Hallelujah. I know you just got there, but take a left and go to your Bible and go to Psalms 103, verse 20. And remember now, thy kingdom come, thy will be done as it is in heaven. This is God's will now. Thy will be done. His will is that it be the same on earth. Hallelujah. It be the same in your life right here on earth. Glory to God. Well, how are you going to do that? How are you going to get all these promises uh, to work for you? Now, when you get these promises to live on the inside of you, look at verse Psalms 103. I want to show you what's going on in heaven. Oh, my Lord. 103, verse 20, it says, Bless the Lord, you, ye, his angels, that, ex that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of what his word, glory to God, every promise that God given you is word. And when you speak those promises out of your mouth, when you get revelation and you speak them, guess what? This is how things get done in heaven. Angels are running back and forth, doing all these things for God. And God wants you to speak his word. He wants you to speak these promises so that they can come to pass in your life. Hallelujah. Come on, guys. This is awesome to me. Let's do that again. Bless the Lord, you, his angels, that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word. Glory to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. So when you take a promise, mm, let's take another promise. We went over some last week. Let's take, let's take one of my favorite ones, Luke 6.38. Luke 6.38. Let's take that promise. Luke 6, 38. Luke 6, 38. Okay. Oh boy, this is one of my favorite ones. I used to, when I was at the uh, uh, at my church, I, I tell you, I, I think I use this more than anything because I understand I got a revelation on it and I want you to get it also, okay? And it says right here in Luke 6.38, it says give. And look at that as word. And it shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that you meet, with all it shall be measured uh, to you again. Once again, give, and it shall be given. All right. Now, how do you make that promise work for you? Uh, we spent a lot of years giving. We just gave, you know, because it's just a, it's a good thing to give. And you do get a good feeling of giving. OK, but in order to make this promise work for you, you have to give. And then you say, Lord, I was obedient to your word. I gave. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, you said, because I have given that it shall be given unto me. Good measure. pressed down shaking together and running over, other men shall give in to my bosom. I mean, that's how you activate 
these things, these promises of God. And uh, I remember, I guess this had to be 15 years ago. It could have been more. Um, I was at the church cutting grass and um, I was upset about cutting the grass. In fact, I had to pray in tongues out loud while the lawnmower was running to make myself calm down. I mean, I, that was a round moment for me. I just, just kind of got upset that day. And I was hollering over that lawnmower, just, just talking in tongues. And then when I got, when I finished cutting the yard, I pulled up on the edge and looked down and, you know, and saw how good the grass looked, you know, everything was neat. And I said, Lord, you said give. And I had just given. Now, then I said, I expect men to come in my pathway, do things for me that I have not even asked them for. I expect for my bosom to be full, to, to be full. What is it? Pressed down, shaken together, running over other men given to my bosom. Father, that's what your word said. And I was obedient to your word. I, and I left. I left the church and almost, got almost to I-20. A lady called and said, um, uh, Mr. Knox. I want you to come over and look at uh, uh, and, and look at my roof. I, we need a roof on our house. Lord have mercy. I got to thinking, Lord, look at that. Thank you, Dad. Thank you so much. Well, I didn't say Dad back then because I didn't call God. I just called him Father. Okay? But what I want you guys to see is you activate these promises that says uh, all the promises of God are yes and amen. And you activate them by saying what that promise is when you do it. Okay? This is how you activate these things. This is how you cause the victory, the, the uh, whatever Jesus has said, this is how you cause it to come into your life. So from this day forward, this is another promise that God has given unto us. Give, and it shall be given, all right? If you give, if you give to any ministry or whatever, you must say something. You, you must release the word of God over it so that, listen, what we just read in Psalms 103.20. Now, can't you see? I want y'all to see something. I want you to look over into the spirit realm for, for a second. God has all these angels. Because the, uh, the Bible says, um, bless you, his angels, which excel in strength. You know, are uh, hearkening to the voice of the word of God. Uh, uh, yeah, that's, that's what they're doing. So, so when you say what God say, guess what? The angels start to pick up on it. So when I said that, you know, Lord, you said now, give and it shall be given unto me. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. I was obedient to your word. I have given. Well, what's the next step? If I stay with it and say, man, if I start saying, if I start saying stuff like this ain't working, you know, then I, I nullify what I have said. But I hung in there with it and that allowed the angels to go out through the airways and find somebody to honor what I say. Hallelujah. So you, you got to know that it's working, even though you don't see it. You got to know that it's working. Uh, some of you are praying for, uh, for, for loved ones right now. All right. Now, I want to say it this way because I don't want to get, get you out there on a limb. Praying for loved ones that you have authority over. That's a big thing to say right there. It's working. It is working. Don't bag off. I mean, just get, just thank God that it is working. When Satan come along and tell you it ain't working, I don't know why you continue to pray. I don't know why you continue to do this. No, because God said his word 
will not return unto him void. Hallelujah. So in summary, I'll say this. Today's lesson was about God gave you these promises so that you can act like him. Okay. Uh, let's close out. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I want to thank you for allowing me to be, to come here, Father God, to be a blessing unto uh, uh, in Enoch's ministries, Father God. So, Father God, with your word, I bless the congregation today. I pray that your face shine upon them and that this week you give them peace. Everything that Satan has to offer them this week week, no matter how it comes, that it be recognized and defeated with their words, Father God, that they recognize the enemy, whether it come through a child, whether it come through a husband, a wife, the job, or whatever, that they would recognize it, Father God. Father God, I pray that you give them that discernment, Father God, yes, that discernment to see what's headed our way in Jesus' name, and that we use your word to block it, Father God. So I apply the blood of Jesus to the people today, Father God. And once again, your word says whatever they put their hand to, it will prosper. So prosperity, prosperity, prosperity in every area of your life this week. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. <laughs>